Hi, everybody. This is Dave Durr. Thanks for joining us today. Before getting into the reading for today, I want to just mention a couple of things. And we're going to be reading, uh, by the way, in John 10 and running through verses 1 through 21. But in the previous chapter, John 9, the predominant question was, is Jesus from God or not? Is he the Messiah or not? And as we move into chapter 10, this is Jesus's response. So just a quick note here, the first five verses of this in chapter 10 are a parable, kind of an illustration, sometimes referred to as an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Uh, those hearing Jesus in this setting didn't really understand that parable as he told it. So Jesus adds a couple of more layers to explain. So here we go. John 10, 1 through 21. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him, and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters a flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me just as my Father knows me and I know the Father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, too, that are not in the sheep in the sheepfold. I must bring them out also. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock with one shepherd. The Father loves me because I sacrifice my life so I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again, for this is what my Father has commanded. When he said these things, the people were again divided in their opinions about him. Some said, he's demon-possessed and out of his mind. Why listen to a man like that? Others said, this doesn't sound like a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? You know, to me, this passage is all about and even screams of the love and care we are able to fully experience in an intimate relationship with Jesus, God incarnate, our creator. 
This section of scripture is amazing in describing who Jesus is as well as who we are as his followers and what that means for each of us. And it's also that you and I may believe. Jesus in this passage points out to his audience that he is not only the gate of the sheepfold, but he is also the good shepherd. And he is crystal clear about what his followers or his sheep can expect from him in their relationship with him. Here's an idea. Let's take a moment and look at these characteristics of Jesus, the good shepherd, which can readily be pulled from this scripture passage. Okay. First of all, the sheep that would be us, belong to him. He's not a hired hand. He owns the sheep. He owns us. In other words, Jesus is our shepherd and we belong to him. And we not only belong to him, but he says he knows the sheep and they know him, meaning we know his voice and he knows our name. That's relationship. And that's an incredible intimacy. You know, in the world we live in, we find ourselves identified more by numbers than by our given name. The IRS, for instance, knows us by our social security number. The Secretary of State's office knows us by our driver's license number. State Department by our passport number. Banks know us by our account numbers and credit and debit card numbers. The post office by our address. Telemarketers know us by our phone number. Yet in today's passage, each of us will be reminded by Jesus that we are not a number, but rather he knows our name. He knows us by our name. He knows my name. That's an intimacy that is both uplifting and inspiring. The fact that he knows my and your name should give each of us unwavering confidence of his love and acceptance for who we are. He also leads the sheep. That means he's not about driving and pushing, but rather calling and guiding from out in front. While on, while on the other hand, the religious leaders of that day, as wannabe shepherds, were creating confusion. They were misleading and at times pushing the people to love and serve the law instead of the giver of the law. And the one who fulfilled the law was right before them. This made life very hard for the people, and it angered Jesus. Jesus is also the good shepherd, and he gives life and true satisfaction to his sheep, to us. You see, we experience acceptance, perspective, and an incredible adventure when we live with Jesus, when we walk with Jesus. Further, we get to enjoy this life in all its fullness. The good shepherd also protects his sheep. Jesus freely laid his life down for us. Jesus is all in. Jesus is all in and protects those who choose to follow him. He's for us and he's with us. That means we can give up our desire for control and embrace the security that he is offering. And as our protector, he lays his life down for us. He is not like a hired hand who's off at the first sign of trouble and running to protect his own life. Jesus, once again, is all in. Jesus also desires one flock. A flock made up of Jews and Gentiles is what he's about. 
And he makes that clear in this passage. He laid his life down for each of us and desires to bring us all into unity as our Savior. He is inclusive. He's all in for all people. So here's just a few questions that maybe we could consider today, and it may uh, help you as you process some of this. But a a question uh, I'd like to ask is, what do you think about or what's your reaction when you hear that Jesus knows you by name? What do you think about when you process that? And what In what ways do you feel you're part of Jesus' flock and when you are part of that flock? And in what ways do you sometimes feel like you're apart from that flock, you're separate from? And then finally, if you're feeling apart right now, what what might be some things you could do to reset, uh, maybe reconnect or realign your relationship with Jesus? And when could you begin? Whatever it is that Jesus may be saying to you right now, first of all, I want to encourage you to thank him and celebrate the fact that he is speaking to your heart right at this moment. And it's all because he knows you. He knows your name. And he loves and cares for you. So thank thank him for speaking to you. And then I encourage you to listen. And then follow Jesus. He desires to lead you into a full and satisfying life. That's his desire for you. And as I close in prayer now, I really want to invite you to repeat this prayer along with me. And you can do that audibly or silently in your heart. It's your choice. But I would love for you to pray these words along with me. Let's pray. Jesus, my Lord and shepherd, please give me ears to hear your voice, to hear you call me by name, to hear your invitation, your challenge, instruction, and encouragement. And then, Please give me the feet to move into action and follow you with boldness and confidence so that I will experience all that you desire and have for me. Jesus, as I spend time with you, I desire to listen to your voice and learn from you so that I may become like you and do what you did. Help me, Jesus. Amen. Have a great day.